What do flying rubber duckies, guitars, crashes, basketball, and coyote lullabies have in common? If you have no idea, get ready for this fun episode. I always enjoy sitting down with a good friend and reminiscing good times, which is exactly what happened in today's episode. So grab a snack and meet me at Barbara Hickey's dining room table as we have a sometimes lighthearted, sometimes serious, but always fun look at her perspective of how to do life on purpose. Hey there, I'm Julie, and you're listening to JJ Life on Purpose, where I invite you to join me on this journey called life, where we learn to redefine ourselves to be the me God intended us to be. You're more than a parent and more than your career. You're more than any other labels you've picked up along the way. If you find yourself searching for your purpose beyond your titles, then you're in the right place. As a self-proclaimed prime major, because I'm not middle-aged. I'm in my prom. I'm choosing joy in this season and the story I'm living. Regardless of our age, we all want to make the most out of our life. So stick around and together we will pursue our passions with purpose and on purpose. Hey, Primagers, I'm sitting down today with my good friend, Barbara Hickey. Hey, Barbara. Hello. So you and I have known each other for a very long time, but Mm -hmm. not as long as you've known my husband. So if you feel the need or if you want to jump in with any kind of stories you have that I can hold ammunition against him. There's plenty. (laughs) I know there is. I've heard a few, but but, so we're going to talk to you today about life on purpose Mm -hmm. And, and what that means to you. I know that's kind of a general term. Uh, we started doing life on purpose because some people that we knew, some friends that you know as well, uh, retired from, from work, found out they had cancer and was dead in six months. Mm. As morbid as that sounds, mm-hmm. that, that happens. And we decided we didn't want to do that. We wanted to live life on purpose while we still had life to live. And so, first of all, what does living life on purpose mean to you? We're going to get into the things that you do and the things that you like to do, but what is when somebody says, Barbara, how do you live life on purpose? What would, what would you answer to them? Uh, one of my favorite lyrics that I've written as a musician is, uh, I don't want to live just to survive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to... I messed that up. Uh <laughs> I don't want to live just to die. I'd like to do more than survive. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what life, you know, to me is is about is mm-hmm. is uh enjoying what God gave us, you know, yeah. and uh being adventurous and getting out and doing things, meeting people and having fun. Yeah. You you're you're like me in a lot of ways in the never meet a stranger. You you enjoy being around people. You definitely enjoy being the center of attention. So <laughs> Some people like to call that being the main character. Yes, then that works too. That works. So tell us a little bit about your music. We're going to talk a lot about it, but okay. tell tell us, okay, how long have you been doing music? You play guitar and you mm-hmm. sing. How long have you been doing that? Oh, uh, my gosh, um, about 30 years. Oh, you're not that old, so <laughs> we're not that old. Yeah, I started whenever I was two. Okay, good. Um, no, it started uh, whenever I was a kid. We would go to my uh, grandfather's house. And uh, my grandfather played guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, my uncle played guitar. Cousins, everybody in my family pl- pretty much played an instrument or sang. Okay. And uh, and that was a big deal for us growing up. We would all get together and just, for no reason, didn't have to be a holiday. we right. just go to my grandfather's house and sit around in a smoky room and and uh, listen to him play guitar. And he was my, my, my first hero and first yeah. inspiration. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, and it, it grew from there, you know. And, and unfortunately for my college roommates, I got my first guitar in college, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I drove them crazy for a couple of years before I finally got the hang of it. Well, and now so. they now they can say they knew you win. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of music when you first started out? Uh, when you first got your first guitar, what sort of music did you like to play? Who did you want to pattern after? That sort of thing. At that point in time, it was bands like Striper and Whiteheart, uh, White Cross. Um, we had, uh, the, around my senior year in high school, we had thrown away all of our secular albums right. that I wish today I could get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, for a good reason, you know. Yeah. And uh, we, were, we were trying to do better. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I had found uh, artists like Brian Duncan and Steve, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, but Striper was probably my main. So the big hair Christian band. Yes, yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, you know, uh, before that it was Van Halen, Rush, Boston, Pink Floyd. Right. And that's, that's my go-to. I, I can kind of hear that style in your music now. So uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. Yeah. So how do you? I know you write a lot of your own music. I've I've heard you do some covers, but mm -hmm. most of what I've heard you do is original music. So how do you get inspiration for that? Where do you draw from? All over the place. It, it could be anything from stuff that's happened in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, my first album was pretty much uh, me going through therapy. Mm -hmm. for you know for specific reasons uh my second album was um just it could be a, a conversation I hear at work you know some people talking about difficulties they're having or mm -hmm. you know and usually songs are easier written whenever it's about dark subjects and yeah. negative things mm -hmm. and uh and um, so the inspiration comes from a lot of different places um you know, and, and of course, God, yeah. you know, uh, the, there was a big section on my second album. Uh, it was, I called it the, the Talk to Me Saga. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, four songs that I put together that told a story. Right. And um, my favorite part of the album. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, continue. I'm sorry. I was just interjecting there. <laughs> no, that's okay. <all> right. <laughs> um, and actually, that, that's one of my favorite moments as well, because the, not just for the lyrics, but the, the music. I'm... Uh, I've never written a song that I've thought, oh, that's a great song. Mm -hmm. But there, I feel that there are great moments sure. on the album. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and in those four songs, there are some great moments with not only the, the guitars, but the, the bass and the drums. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the musicians that played on that album were phenomenal. I um, know a couple of them. Uh, go to, we go to church with Zach. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And... I know what you have said about how he plays. And to me, I know nothing about, hang on just one second, because I forgot to mention that we are sitting at your dining room table with uh, Biscotti, yes. your 14-year-old uh, little guy. Terrier mix. Okay, so yeah. uh, if he, if y'all hear anything, it's Biscotti letting us know that he is here. <laughs> and then somewhere in the house is Danny. Yes. And, um, she's hiding somewhere. Uh, I was going to say, she's kind of shy, so we yeah. probably won't hear mm -hmm. uh, her. But Biscotti growled a second ago and was like, uh-oh, I, I forgot to mention that we I was going to say that was Jerry. Oh, well, that was Jerry's stomach. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a little bit of an audience. So, Biscotti has joined us today. So, okay, continue. I'm sorry. Um, 
music, I know enough about to go, oh, I like that chord. Mm -hmm. But to go, oh, man, that's some serious drumming or that's some serious bass guitar playing or, you know, whatever. Uh, but I've heard you say that Zach's probably one of the best drummers that you have ever worked with or, you know. And so I, I find myself in church going, oh, man, I'm supposed to be watching him because he's really good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love listening to your... <laughs> I listen to your album when I'm cleaning house. <laughs> it's kind of got a, you know, like Best a drive. Best compliment ever. Yeah, it's got some drive to it. I mean, there, there are some songs in there that's like, okay, you can kind of get lost while you're sweeping or, you know. So anyway, um, that's my weirdness coming out. So, I've, I've had people tell me that they it's a great traveling album. They like to listen to it while yeah. they drive, yeah, which and, is another compliment. Yeah, for sure. Um, because there are lyrics, but the music kind of drives the the songs so yeah I can see that and that, that's what I'm I'm more of a musician than I am to myself than I am a lyricist or a singer mm -hmm. um I I focus more on the musicianship and uh I enjoy the other as well but uh that's that that's my main focus so gotcha when uh very seldom does somebody come up and say, "Wow, I just I love your voice. It's awesome." So whenever they do, I'm like, "Well, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and how much have you had to? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So one of a, we were one of the last concerts I was at actually was you and Jerry, not my Jerry, but Jerry Mullen, uh, playing. And so one of our mutual friends was throwing ducks at you. What, tell me the story about the ducks because then I I don't even know why I threw one, but I threw one and it hit you right in the middle of a right in the middle of a solo. Yeah, not to mention any names but Susan. Uh, yeah, um, I had posted on Facebook for people to come to our show. I forget if it was at the log run or bullfish or uh, somewhere. And uh, and I was like, y'all make sure y'all come to the show and throw something at us. Okay. As a joke. Mm -hmm. And she showed up with friends mm -hmm. and they threw little rubber ducks at us mm -hmm. and uh that was as a matter of fact i took i i've kept most of them and i've glued them onto my pedal board oh, and so awesome. now now they go to the sh to every show with to me. every show and she when when i tell you she has a box that's probably about a square foot and it was full <laughs> of ducks and we were at we were there it was jerry's my jerry's birthday mm -hmm. and she just slid the box down to me it was kind of loud and it, she slid the box down to me i'm like oh yeah cool ducks and she was like oh no you have to throw one I'm like okay <laughs> and then you know i pegged you in the middle of a solo and i apologize <laughs> i never apologized for that so sorry best gig ever that was awesome <laughs> It was awesome. It was fun. I can now say that people threw stuff at me. Right, and yeah, that it was that was cool. I've I've never been to anything quite like that. So, <laughs> so tell me, um, you you've talked about most of music that people write um, usually comes when they're in a a dark place or a lonely place or you know something that's not great that's happening in your life. Right. Is that is that how you go through? therapy per se is by writing music oh yes i do okay. uh, uh my first album is is the first i believe it's seven songs is tells a story of of how i was born and what i went through and 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 in the process of writing the songs the recovery mm -hmm. and coming out better for it on the other side and uh it took me 12 years to write that album Wow. And uh, and I had to I had to get that album out of the way, mm -hmm. and once I did, well then now I can write songs, mm -hmm. you know, 
all day, you know, every day. And right. it's, you know, it's just about different things, but I had to get that out of the way. Okay. And, um, you know, so, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, to, I'm guessing it's kind of like journaling, you know, yes. they t when you go through therapy, they tell you to journal and write down your thoughts and yes. yours just happened to come out melodious and, you know, <laughs> rhyming and <laughs> that sort With of thing. With some music in the melody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, living life, living life by music. Is that, is that what you see, by the way? Do you, uh, pretty much, you know? Pretty much. Uh, yeah. And I, I am the world's worst at finishing sentences with lyrics. Or movie so, quotes. Your movie quotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's there's worse things that can happen for True. sure. Sure. So um, let's see. What else did I want to ask you? So, like I said, Jerry's known you for a very long time. So most of the stories that we hear are all of y'all's antics in your college days. And so you went to the local college here, right? You went to Lamar. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you were a big basketball star. You want to talk about that? Once upon a time, long time ago, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're only 31, so, <laughs> no, that's you know. Right, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I had the privilege and honor of playing on an incredible basketball team with um, some – female athletes that were just some of the nation's best, mm -hmm. not just local, but some of the nation's best. And um, we uh, we made a good run at it, had a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, had my 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> no, that that fame lives on because I've, I've heard about the video. So, <laughs> so what um, – was that something that you always enjoyed? You're tall, so, I mean, obviously that was probably the first question. You know, you play basketball? Yeah. You know, I know we, we ask that of most people that have – I don't know why we don't ask short people, do you bowl or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know why it's tall people have to play basketball. But you're tall, so yeah. is, did that come into it? Is it something – do you have athletic basketball family? I mean, where yeah, – uh, um, I come from a very athletic family, Um the I grew up playing. My cousin is he and I are the same age. We're like just a few months apart, and uh, he's like six foot three, mm -hmm. uh, incredible athlete. And uh, well, we both were <laughs> back then. <laughs> and uh, uh, I played basketball against him every day. Uh, played you know football against him. My my favorite sport is football. Okay, that's what I wanted to play. But girls weren't allowed to play football back then. Back then, too bad. Yeah. Too bad you're not. Yeah. You weren't right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I only weighed 120 pounds oh, back then, so well. I would have gotten killed. But yeah. uh, uh, and and his brother also played basketball. My brother played basketball, mm -hmm. and uh, they were all three extremely good athletes and uh, super tall. And I didn't start growing until my sophomore year in high school. So I was okay. about five foot tall up until the end of my sophomore year in high school. Oh, wow. And so I wasn't tall, so nobody asked me if I played basketball. Mm -hmm. It was more along the lines of, wait, you play basketball? <laughs> Aren't you a little short? You know? Right. And then, um, and then between my sophomore and junior year, I sprouted up and, you know, mm -hmm. um, came into my own, I guess so to speak, and, right. yeah, and the height definitely helped. I bet. Yeah. I, I've, I hear that you were quite the – Jerry tells me that the the awards part of your video is was longer than the music was. <laughs> so <laughs> was that a joke? Was he was he serious? Or uh, You know, I mean, it, it was like that for uh, a lot of the, the girls on the team. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to tell people now the – the stats are different over mm -hmm. the years. They've, you know, some other girls have have uh, pushed us down the stat list and mm -hmm. the, the leaders list. But at one point, the number one all-time leading scorer 
Urena Jackson, the number three all-time leading scorer, Travesse Gant, and the number four all-time leading scorer, which was myself, we all played on the same team. Wow. And so that's how – and so there was a lot of awards given out to all those players. The Ramona Jones had was our point guard, and she was uh, the all-time assist leader. I mean, just one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Uh, we had one of the best three-point shooters – you know, in Brenda Hatcher, we were just a solid team. So there was a lot of awards being given out to to everybody. Gotcha. And uh, and I was just, I almost didn't play basketball. I almost didn't go to college and play. And mm-hmm. and uh, I would that would have been a mistake because that was an experience. Oh, I bet. I, one that you nobody can take away from you. You know, that's yeah. those, those are memories and um, teamwork and drive and and all of that stuff that you learn you know and yeah I bet that I bet that that was incredible to watch and I'm sorry I missed it sorry we got to be friends a little bit later than that so (laughs) I'm sorry that not everybody had a cell phone back then and could just like make videos I know know? (laughs) right I mean where where were these cell phone inventors back in the in the you know late 2000s when we were growing up (laughs) people always ask do you have videos when you play it I'm like no we, you know, except for what Jerry did for right, us. Right, with that big old, <laughs> big old camcorder big thing. camera. That's funny. Um, so competitive, drive, and all of that, where did you learn that? Where, where did that come from? Did it come from playing basketball, your, um, your ambition, your drive, or did one – which one followed the other? Um, I think my competitive – my competitiveness and, and my drive came from always being told as a kid I couldn't do things. Mm-hmm. If you want me to do something, tell me I can't do it. Yeah. And it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was told um, I couldn't be in athletics. I was okay. told I couldn't play guitar. Like, not that you can't do it physically, but you're not allowed to do it. Okay. Um, uh, for whatever reason, my mother didn't want me playing, at, and she didn't want me in athletics, and so I went into band mm-hmm. for the, the my, in the seventh grade, and uh, the band was full, and so they sent me down to the gym, to athletics. Right. And I think it, I'd been in athletics for like two weeks before I told her that I was in athletics. Oh no. And uh, that went over well. <laughs> and uh, and then you know for other reasons she didn't want me playing guitar Mm -hmm. and uh and so my brother got a guitar for christmas and uh i would get home from school early and i would go in his room and pull out his guitar and play it Mm -hmm. and then put it back up before mom and dad got home you know so uh so i think that a lot of that drive comes from being told you can't do something right right you know and and now and you being, can look being hard headed. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to that club. But now you can look back and say um, whether you know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You were breaking stereotypes, mm-hmm. even even when people didn't even know you were breaking stereotypes. You know, you you were breaking down walls that people had put around you, mm-hmm. and you know, on your own terms, in your own way, you were breaking them down. And obviously, who t- who has ever heard that the band was full. I mean, they could always pull up another chair, but God had other plans. He God did. had other plans for that. And so he was like, okay, the band's going to be full. And regardless, and God doesn't often go against, you know, what parents wish, but sometimes he does. So re- regardless of what your mom wanted, it was God's will that you go in this avenue and, and that shape that part of your life. Right. So it, that 
that's cool to me that that God was looking out for you even even back then. Whenever I feel that, you know, where is God in my life? Mm-hmm. All I have to do is look back yeah. and see through time he has been in control and has done things that, you know, it's like, you know, people are like, hey, you made a great decision by going and playing basketball tomorrow. I was like, honestly, I was kind of pushed into doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, really, I really didn't want to go. And, uh, and so, and same way with music and how he just, uh, you know, open doors and opportunities mm-hmm. for certain people to be in my life. Uh, when I was, uh, I guess I was a freshman in uh, college and uh, I was in my apartment unpacking and I looked up and across the alley, you know, the, to the, the other apartments where the, the air conditioners were between the two apartments mm-hmm. complexes. And uh, there was a guy in there just ripping on a guitar and, uh, wow. and, I went over and introduced myself, and I was like, man, you're killing it. You know, I was like, I, I wish I could play that well, you know, and uh, we became great friends. And oh, nice. he was a good influence uh, as musically mm-hmm. and uh, horrible influence everywhere else, but he was a good <laughs> influence musically, <laughs> so I'm not going to say his name. But uh, Good, I was just about to ask, so okay, won't ask. <laughs> no, he was, uh, he was a good guy. His name yeah. was Joey Hasso. Oh, okay. And uh, he was one of the best guitar players that I've ever heard to this day. Oh, wow. Just phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, what are the odds that my apartment was right across from his, yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, so, you know, there was a lot of days that he would open his window and just play and I would sit in my room and just listen, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so, yeah, God has definitely had his hand on my life. Yeah. Uh, many different things. And and so neat to know that even when we don't believe in ourselves or we have people around us, like you said, saying you can't or you shouldn't or why don't you do this instead? And God goes, no, th- this is what I have planned for her life. And it, like you said, you hadn't planned on going to Lamar. You hadn't even planned on going to college per se. And God was like, mm, that's not what I'm planning. So he just kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone into what he wants you to do. And then you just look back and see, yeah, I'm, I might be in a place right now that I look around and God's there, but I don't feel like he's there, right. you know, but you can look back and see other parts of your life that you thought the same thing. And he, in fact, was there holding you, guiding you, pushing you the way that you should go the whole time. In, in so many different things, um, like with work, mm-hmm. I tried so hard. I've been at Chevron Phillips in Orange since 94 mm-hmm. uh, for 20 years as a contractor. And I never wanted to be there. Like I always try to get out of the chemical plant life. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and every time I would try to leave, it was a disaster. And I would end up right back out there. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years ago, I got hired in by the company. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, you know, I, I picture God like out of breath because he's always having to push me into, you know, like in, instead of me just like following his will, he's always got to, you know, it's like herding cats or right. something, you know, and uh, and it life has worked out exactly how it's supposed to. You know, mm-hmm. Pastor Ron always says God has a plan and you have a chance to participate. Right. God's going to have his way. Yeah. It's a lot easier whenever we just play along. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is true. That's one of my favorite, what we call Ronisms. Yes. Uh, because participate in your own miracle, or you can 
fight against him the whole way, but he's going to have a plan, and it's a plan for good. And the Bible talks about the plans he has for you are good plans, you know, plans for you to prosper. And, and even if we don't understand it, if we just go, and, and we, we all do it. I'm, I'm the world's worst at, oh, I've got this, God. I'll put, stay over there in your corner, and when I need you, I'll, I'll call you. Um, and he's just shaking his head you know, out of breath with me, like you, like you say. And, you know, if we would just participate with him instead of fighting tooth and toenail against him, uh-huh. kicking and screaming into the blessings of God, why do we do that? Because everything that he does, it, it, it's, it's for us mm-hmm. as well. You mm-hmm. know, like, like it's for him, mm-hmm. but it benefits us. Right. You know, and, and, and I'm the same way, you know, I, I get so caught up in myself, mm-hmm. you know, main character. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it'll be like months will go by and I'm like, why is this so difficult? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And I realize I haven't prayed about it. Yeah. I haven't, you know, and, and all it, most of the time all it takes is just, okay, God, I'm sorry. What, yeah. what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And doors just open yeah and he's like finally (laughs) it's like the heavens are like "Ah." um yeah for sure um jerry and i and you've known jerry forever and so you know he's not this super the lord spoke to me and said but lately god god always speaks but lately we've been listening and you know he'll say babe i want to run this past you but I think God's telling me, well, I've learned to say, okay, you know, I, you don't even have to tell me what it is. If, if you feel like God is saying, do it, then do it. But I'm 59 years old. And why has it taken me my whole life, all of these years to, to finally realize that he is a good father and he wants what's best for us. He's trying to keep us from all kinds of mess that we find ourselves in by trying to do it on our own. Yeah, I think the only person in my life that has heard God's voice since she was born is Susan. <laughs> and it blows yeah. my mind how she will say, you know, I, God spoke to me this morning, and this is what he told me. And it's always spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, and because and, and, cause I've watched Cause I'm like, oh no, no, no! I'm gonna catch her. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody should be able to hear God's voice that clearly, and she, and she does. And 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 it's and, you know. And it took me a long time to realize that it's not that He's speaking more to her. It's just she knows how to listen. Yeah. And like you, you know, I turned 53 this month. It's taken me this long to where you know I'm learning how to listen. Yeah. You know, that that. I've learned that that little voice inside mm-hmm. it never steers me wrong. Right. If I just listen to it, I mean, how many times do we say, "Man, I, sh- I knew, I knew I shouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. You know, and, exactly. And it's that little voice. You know, I call it the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know? and, and yeah, I yeah. mean, you can people can call it what they want, but if yeah. they really get down to it, it is the voice of God speaking mm-hmm. to you. And whether it's a because I've never heard Him speak audibly, but I've been nudged. You know, you know whatever, I don't want to sound like some holy Joe because I'm, you know, not close, you know, right there up to next to Jesus. But, you know, pay for that lady's meal or, you know, just just offer a smile to this person. 
you know, it it doesn't have to be, you know, the burning bush of Moses, right. you know, for God to speak. And it seldom Most is. Of, it's exactly. It yeah. seldom is. Most of the time, it is that still small thought that you have that comes in your head, and you go, "Was that me?" Or I wouldn't have thought of that, so it can't be me. And a know? perfect example of him having a plan, and he's going to have his way, mm-hmm. is I was standing in an H E B, and the lady in front of me, she just got her her groceries, and she turned around and she said, uh, "She says, ma'am, I want to pay for your groceries." And the first thing through my mind was, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I was like, and I said, no, ma'am, that's okay. And, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she looked at me and she said, honey, don't take this blessing away from me. And she was adamant. And I was like, I think I just got spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. And yes, ma'am. I was like, yes, ma'am. And I was like, so naturally, what did I do? I turned to the people behind me and, and told the, the cashier that I wanted to pay for the people behind me, mm-hmm. not paying attention that the people behind me were, they, they were, uh, itemizing everything. They mm-hmm. were going off of a budget. Wow. They, you know, they had a list, you know, of, of what they could and, and they were, they were sorting through it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh wow. So if I'd have been paying attention and listening, mm-hmm. you know, I would have recognized that from the get go. Right. But God, talked to somebody who was listening to him Mm -hmm. and told her she was paying for my groceries. Right. I mean, she was paying for them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so mine was like $150. Theirs ended up being like $350, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, but it's like, it's, it's just amazing how God used her to slap me in the face (laughs) to do what I was supposed to do from the get go. Wow. And, uh, so that's, that's just a good example of God has a plan and he's going to work his plans. (laughs) And, and you didn't need it. You know, right. but they probably did. I mean, obviously they did if they're, and you know, I've been there, you know, okay. Um, I have X amount of dollars. Okay. And I always try to round up, you know, peanut butter's two ninety four. So we're going to say it's $4. So, you know, I always have more money when I get to the, to the cashier and, and there's no telling what that did for those people. You know, they may have said a prayer. They may not have, but they may have been, God, are you there? Or, you know, if, you know, if you were, if you were here, you would understand my situation and God used you. God used the lady in front of yeah. you <laughs> to slap you upside your head, like you said, and then used you to, to bless them. So yeah, God's so good. It's, it's just amazing how, you know, he can use you or he can go around you mm-hmm. And use somebody else, but he'd rather use you. Yeah. You know, he would he would rather use us. And kudos to her for standing up. Like I mean, yeah. she was adamant, and uh, that was that was wow. an awesome moment. That is that's really that's a cool story. I, I like that. That's God is God is awesome. So tell me, because I've heard you say so you play guitar and sing in all of these venues but you don't play at church is that is that correct or am I mistaken in that I, I don't right now okay um, I've I've been asked to play mm-hmm. I don't feel led to play in the worship team I, I do okay. uh, for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, I, I run sound mm-hmm. I help with sound and, and sometimes a camera right. or I kind of like to be in the in the back like in the you know um I, and, and I think that the biggest part is I'm a little nervous 
because I am the main character. When you play oh, okay. the praise and worship band, you're not the main character. Right, it's right. about God. Yeah, you know? it's about him. But you put a guitar on me and put me on stage, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard for me not to make it about me. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, okay. uh, I mean, all joking aside, uh, uh, you know, uh, we I've rehearsed with them mm-hmm. a few times and uh, with the praise and worship man, and, you know, if needed, you know, I, I could fill in, right. you know, but, uh, but for some reason I've just never been felt led to be up there. Gotcha. And, and see that, that is interesting to me as well, because, um, we have a movie company and, um, I know you know that, but you know, <laughs> for those that, that don't know it, uh, we have a movie company and we have a friend that, um, we're very good friends and I won't mention their name because to, to save their you know, blessing. I don't want to um, um, steal their their blessing from God, but they kept wanting to sow into our ministry, and they just felt God saying no, and they were like, "But why?" You know, um, and God just kept saying, "No, don't do it. It's not the right time." And they even called us and said, "You know, I'm sorry, but..." At this time, we feel that God is, you know, so we were thinking, oh, have we missed the boat? You know, are they like super spiritual and we've missed the God's will boat? And then it came up that we had a, Jerry and I personally had a huge financial need. And they stepped forward and then felt like they were called of God to, to help us personally out of our financial burden. And then it all became clear that God didn't want them to give this amount to us. He wanted basically to save our lives right. in this amount. So, you know, you kind of question God sometimes, but, you know, that's that's my ability. Like with your talent, that's my ability. Why don't I feel led to play on right. the platform? There is God, God's got a reason. God's definitely got a plan on, on why he has not given you the the spiritual okay to be up right. there and maybe he will one day and maybe he just wants you to minister, use your talents to minister to people where they want, where they're at and before they ever make it to the house of God. Right. Maybe, maybe. maybe, who knows? God, had, God's got to, sometimes we just have to say, okay, we don't understand, but okay. Yeah. And, and pastor Ron has asked me to play and I keep wondering if maybe I'm missing something. I think like, because <laughs> yeah, Pastor Ron doesn't normally, you know, you know, usually he doesn't ask. It's more of a godly suggestion. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I say he asked. It's more like a, you're being voluntold. But mm-hmm, uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> he's good at that. We we love Pastor Ron for that. That's one of his great things. Now I am completely shifting gears, and we're running out of time. But um, so your nickname is Crash. Or at least that's what my husband calls you. So where did that come from? I that, want to know. That's my nickname that only Jerry calls me. Oh, okay. It was around Christmas, around 93. Okay. I think it was. Once again, I was five years old. <laughs> right. Uh, we were going to the mall, I think. I don't know. I was taking the Dallin Road exit. And uh, this young lady in a S10 truck had uh, come around me and then like, got in between me and the car in front of us mm-hmm. and traffic was stopped. And so oh, she no. hit her brakes and then I hit my brakes, but we didn't make it. Aww. We didn't stop. And, uh, 
So I ended up underneath the back end of her truck. Oh, well, that was nice of her. Yeah. And uh, so Jerry started calling me Crash <laughs> ever since then. And then uh, what was funny is a police officer that came to the scene and was doing the, the report on it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got the ticket. Of course. And uh, he walks up to me and he says, uh, aren't you Barbara Hickey play ball with Lamar? I was like, yes, sir. And he hands me the ticket and goes, can I have your autograph? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you're only getting one. Which, do you want it at the bottom of this ticket, or do you want it on something you could keep? Of course, the bad part of that story is my dad came and picked us up in his single-cab truck, Uh-oh. and it was cold outside, and Jerry rode in the back of the truck all the way back to oh. Orangefield. Oh, no. In the back of the truck. I don't know if he remembers that or not, but I don't see how he could forget. He was a popsicle by the time we got <laughs> And that's why he stayed warm for so long, and now he's now he's cold again. That's so funny. Well, as right before we close, tell me. So it's been a little, uh, what a year since your album has come out. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little um, bit and I know <coughs> somebody's supposed to do a music video. <coughs> um, so that'll that'll happen one day soon, I'm sure. Because um, so, what are your plans? What what is Barbara Hickey music? Now known as for forevermore known as Crash Hickey Music, what uh, what can we expect? Um, I'm putting together. This was supposed to have happened a year ago. Um, uh, we're finally starting to get some traction. Um, putting together a band. Okay. Um, Zach Martin's playing drums because I will have no one else but Zach play. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy named Snuffy Campbell is going to be playing bass. Okay. Caleb Broussard is going to be playing guitar with us, and Cody Feemster from Church, Church on Rock, Rock. he's mm-hmm. going to be playing with us. And uh, we're going to be primarily a cover band. Okay. And because uh, you kind of have to be to get yeah. booked places. And uh, but we're going to do stuff from both of my albums. And mm-hmm. also, uh, Caleb writes music and, and Cody writes music, and mm-hmm. so does Zach. And so we're going to try to incorporate the originals in with the, with oh, the covers. Nice. And, um, and the, the set list that we're going to be playing is going to be a little difficult. It's uh, I'm kind of worried that I've bitten off more than I can chew, but it's oh. uh, it's stuff I've always wanted to do, like uh, some Rush and some Van Halen and Boston mm-hmm. and uh, Sticks, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's the uh, journey. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, vocally and musically challenging. Wow! And uh, but if we can pull it off, it's going to be a fantastic show. You are speaking my language now. <laughs> Sticks, Journey, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Okay, so if somebody wants to know what Barbara Hickey is doing next or where she's going to be playing next, where can they where can they go to, to find out your concert schedule or where you're going to be? And I, I'm horrible about updating it, but I, I promise to do better. Um, I have a website. It's barbarahickey.com. Okay. That's and that has all of my other links to Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Uh, there's uh, Barbara Hickey Music on Facebook is probably the best place. Okay. And um, and then most of the people that you associate with, I know Jerry Mullen. Mm-hmm. When when y'all perform together, he says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be at Bullfish uh-huh. with uh, with Barbara Hickey or you know, uh, log on or whatever. So I'll drop. All of that in the links of the of okay. the uh, podcast below, and then I'll also uh, drop Jerry's link in there too, so they can find you through him. You okay. know when y'all are together. So, Thank you. absolutely. Thank you for sitting down and talking to me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Always love to get together <laughs> and hear stories of of uh, life growing up with my husband when I didn't know him. But um, 
Thank you for sitting down telling your story about life on purpose and how God's been great to you and, and how we can, all, we can all look back, reminding us that we can all look back and see God's hand in our life no matter what we've done. Uh, if, you know, straight a little bit, he's, he's pulling us back, you know, in the right path. So thank you for sitting down and, and reminding us all of that. Thank you. This has been fun. I love you so much. Love you. All right. I'm really glad you joined me for today's episode. If you heard something that spoke to you, please take a second and share this podcast across the social media platforms. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at JJ Life on Purpose so we can stay connected. Until next time, remember, you always have a choice, so choose joy.